Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. Today, Patricia Negron and Coral Wynn are joining me to discuss all the illnesses and the overall harm caused to all Americans and the entire planet by the chemtrail spraying of chemicals and toxic metals by the geoengineers. We will also discuss the plan that Trisha has come up with for us to try and stop this madness because exposing and halting the ongoing climate engineering insanity must be our common cause. If chemtrail spraying is not stopped now, this will be the last generation on Earth, and your children and grandchildren will have no future. So I'll bring Trish and Coral on now, and we'll get going on the show. Welcome to the show, Trish and Coral. Hi, Evelyn. Hi. For having us on. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Barely. Oh, you I can. Hear me. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Trish, <laughs> I can't hear you quite yet. I'm. I turned mine up now. Is that better? Um, how is this? Any better? Much better. Sure. Okay. Okay. And we'll cover a lot of things that uh, Trish and Trish has. Uh, Trish and Albert Bashai have a, a radio show or a live uh, broadcast, news broadcast every day at noon on that they broadcast on Facebook. And um, today, Trish, we were ta- they were talking about the chemtrail spraying and the geoengineering. And Trish came up with some good ideas on how we might be able to stop this insanity. But um, go ahead and, and tell when he's one of, most of the people that tune in know what's being sprayed on us. But when he's want to tell the listeners what all they're spraying on us. Do Why don't you go this, ahead, Coral? Go ahead, Coral. Is he there? Oh, well, um, it's my understanding um, that the the chemicals that are being sprayed out of both military and commercial uh, aircraft um, and have been for, uh, according to the, the CIA website, over 20 years, and they respond to both... Um, to both global warming, which has you know been renamed as climate change, and in response to their mm, so-called need for uh, weather manipulation techniques, um, the actual chemicals uh, would include 20 million tons of aluminum nanoparticles. Right. <laughs> if that's not enough to make you fall over. <laughs> right? Yeah, go ahead, Trish. Well, yeah, I mean, in the fact that it's the nano form, I used to do, um, I served on the board of directors of a company that made supplement. And nano form is fabulous because it makes the supplement very bioavailable. So as soon as you ingest them, 
they they migrate through your digestive wall, they and into your bloodstream directly because they're, the particles are just so tiny, and that's really awesome if you're trying to get something. Sorry, guys, you know, when someone's <laughs> deficient, get the uh, their um, therapeutic levels of the supplement up. But when you're talking about heavy metals like aluminum and barium and strontium, which are neurotoxins that we frequently have to treat, for example, lead in paint we know is an issue. Aluminum we know is an issue with Alzheimer's as well as other forms of um, dementia and neuro, um, neurological disorders. And so when you're talking about these metals, what would normally happen is that when you inhale the dust or ingest water or food that has the dust, your body, it would go through your digestive tract first, and then um, some of it would make its way into your system, the rest of which would be eliminated as your body is designed to do. However, with the nanoparticles, they travel directly into the cell wall or through the cell wall, and they can also travel directly into the brain and begin accumulating there across the the blood-brain barrier. So the impact of the nanoparticles is not just um, more immediate, it's more intense. Your body retains far more of the substance than it would if it were not in nano form. You you would be able to, your body would eliminate more of it uh, as it's designed to do. So, um, and, right. and, and the so irony, we- too, about a lot of this is that, you know, it's being sold as a way to combat climate change, but the um, UN discussion confirms that, you know, when you block out the sun, you're reducing plant growth. Plant growth is dependent on um, carbon dioxide. In order to break apart those molecules, it keeps the carbon and then emits the the oxygen uh, or particle or molecule. So plants consume carbon dioxide and they emit oxygen. Well, the less plant growth you have, the less you have them consuming CO2 and the less oxygen you have them emitting. So you're exacerbating the climate. If you're saying it's from carbon emissions, then you're making it worse. Not to mention the fact that all that brain is trapping emissions closer to the earth. Right. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, you're worsening it. Thirdly, you're reducing the amount of solar energy available, which increases the need for fossil fuel, which increases the amount of CO2 emissions. And it just it, right. it is so freaking um, classic for the more. CIA to pull something like this, to sell you a solution to something they're actually causing. Right. Um, and there's more. Uh, the... The uh, aluminum actually acts as not only um, a form of incendiary dust, uh, but also as a dissipant. So um, there are just raging forest fires in Arizona, in California, that everybody's heard about. Since 2008, it's been running 
but um, the, the the wildfires. Um, I have a friend who is a um, chief of fire department uh, here in New Mexico, who was called in recently, had to miss an appointment um, because he was uh, called to fight a uh, a wildfire in Arizona, and. Now, uh, the call estimated his uh, day, his departure, um, at 30 days. Now, I don't know about you guys, but um, for me, uh, I don't remember growing up when uh, wildfires were uh, estimated to take 30 days to put out. Right. Anybody? Well, and you see, I saw a number of reports coming out of California during those fires where uh, the firefighters themselves were saying they'd never seen anything like it, that things were burning so fast and intensely that they they wouldn't even have a chance to respond to the fire before it had completely destroyed whatever it was. And there's uh, there's growing evidence. uh, A report came out not long ago that it's connected to the smart meters, in fact. Mm -hmm. And um, the allegation being that they're somehow faulty and that they were causing these fires potentially, which I think is a legitimate question. But then uh, you also are left wondering, you know, the, the Pacific Gas and Electric is controlled almost entirely by the Rothschilds, and they also are in control of a great deal of this uh, weather warfare equipment, including, you know, a harp as well as we think they have directed energy weapons up in space. And that's partly what my I, my belief is that part of what's going on is that there have been dozens of illicit rocket launches sending these illegal weapons up into space. And the damage from those rocket launches has destroyed the ozone to the point where now they're trying to cover it up. And that's part of what's going on with all the spraying, in addition to the fact that they're trying to kill us. But I think they're trying to cover up the fact that they've completely destroyed the ozone in certain Well, it's the funny part about that, Trish, um, you know, I, I believe that you've read as well as I did 2016 uh, CIA uh, website report, I think it was John Brennan, who, um, uh, where they explained that uh, this um, geoengineering, which, you know, redubbed from, from, the uh, derisive uh, uh, term chemtrails that just you know redirects you to to um, <laughs> conspiracy theories. Like conspiracy uh, and then theory, they finally yeah, right. it, uh, in Although have you been seen that chemtrails is specifically mentioned in a, a piece of legislation, <laughs> the 2001 Space Preservation Act, specifically right. named chemtrails. So it uses that term right. in the piece of legislation and and designates it a space weapon. It's a chemical yeah. weapon. Right. Well, you know, and, and before yeah, we Cole mentioned about how long they've been spraying us, they have been spraying us since 1947. Dane Wigington, the right. top expert in the world on, on, on 
Geo Engineering. And they started spraying us in 1947. Now, I, lived, I grew up in the yes. 50s, and we still had regular weather then. I mean, and that's what's unhelpful to a lot of people. They, they aren't old enough to remember what normal skies look like. Okay, right, I remember exactly. clearly yeah. what normal skies look like. And, I mean, in our right. school, in science class, we had to learn the different types of calls, and there was only like four or five. Exactly. And now they're you coming know. up with right. new names for clouds. Yeah, yeah uh, they're pretending the they're all these other ones. In the skies you know, and that, 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 that was a really interesting something I learned about that um, 1947. That was a U.S. military program called Project Cirrus. And one of the gentlemen, Irving Langmuir, was working at General Electric, and he was a, um, I think he was called a climate engineer. And Kurt Vonnegut, the author's brother, worked with Irving Langmuir at uh, General Electric as an atmospheric scientist. And what happened with, in 1947 was that there was a hurricane off the coast of Georgia, and they decided they wanted to see what would happen if they dumped a bunch of dry ice into the storm. And so they did, and what ended up happening was that it caused the storm to intensify significantly and change direction, and it turned right. around and I think the, uh, after the heading back out toward New York City, and right? land the coast of Georgia, destroying one of the islands out there, Tybee Island, and 1,500 homes, lots and lots of damage. Right. Well, Irving Langmuir um, was totally thrilled with the success of what he had done, apparently. <laughs> you know, right. making all these people homeless and destroying an island was was his idea of success. But the military got right. caught, and they were sued, and so they took all this stuff underground, and that's why we haven't heard so much about it. Ted Goodnerson also corroborated it before he died. He, right. You know, and apparently there he, was a 13-year moratorium on... Um, weather control experimentation that right. was um, subsequently ignored. Uh, but um, the funny part about uh, the the idea that they denied it for very long, and you know, in terms of the moratorium, is to keep certain things uh, going. They want to. Um, to offer this as a solution, so people had to go through the whole uh, climate change uh, debate right. and realize, okay, well, there's a threat, and now the response to that threat is um, being rolled out, no longer denied as, oh, this isn't happening, you didn't see anything here. Um, but the response to it is, oh, now we're going to get a Harvard spokesperson and, you know, a scientist you know, from a credible university. Yep, just like Bill uh, Nye, the science say, guy, or, you know, uh, whatever, DeGrasse Tyson. They're all co-ops. They're just a bunch of talking right, heads right, right. parroting <laughs> industry. And I, you know, I, I, I feel, um, okay, so... It's one of those things that, uh, for me, uh, I'm just the men on the street. You know, we we're following. I don't know if you heard the radio show before, but you know, we're following Dr. Michio Kaku, and that is very humbling. I'm 
a fan of science, but definitely not a scientist. Um, however, the people that are scientists are promoting this idea uh, and ignoring certain certain facts that have been uh, present. Not even facts, uh, just experience that has been presented um, of what has been happening for 20 years and why have people been ridiculed for 20 years for pointing this out and now they're saying oh look what we're doing you know how wonderful are we we're we're um spraying the skies to increase albeda um to mitigate the effects of global warming or, or climate change now you don't have to be a scientist to listen to the narrative and question the narrative if right. the narrative says that the major threat of global warming um, is the melting of the polar ice cap, that I mean, do you do you remember that part? You know, from Al Gore's uh, wonderful. Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. Um, <laughs> so, so if that's the major threat, um, why do the satellite images of uh, the spring? Um, have them over populated areas instead of over the polar ice caps. A little exactly. umbrella over the polar ice caps may buy us a little bit more time, but spraying over populated areas or off the coast of California doesn't seem to fit the narrative. So it raises questions. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Would definitely. you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, yes. I mean, what they're saying they're doing this for is all told lies. They're doing it for it's genocide. It's killing us. And it's well, that's purpose. the thing. They openly <laughs> acknowledge that it means the death of, of several... Oh, excuse me. Right. I don't know what happened here with my phone. They, they openly acknowledge it means the death of tens, tens of, of thousands, thousands of people, people every year. Right. As though, and again, you know, I'm sorry. Like Carl just said, you don't have to be a scientist to recognize the flawed logic of spraying toxic chemicals into the skies by the millions of tons and pretend that's a solution to anything. And these are supposedly our best and brightest coming up with these solutions. And it's like, okay, what problem is it exactly solving? When, you know, you're sending up more planes to put more emissions in the sky while you're spraying? Uh, I, right? right. <laughs> How about we and get so on the, the emissions, um, maybe, when, as Once we get past this, this I, stigma of like being labeled as conspiracy theorists. Wait, wait, you're both talking at one time? Like, it, can you not hear each other? Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I can hardly hear her. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I can barely um, hear you, Coral. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? So go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I can hear you, Evelyn. I can hear okay. you, Evelyn, just fine. My volume's all the way up. Um, but so I, I just, I guess on the face of it, you can see that that argument just doesn't hold up even for a moment. And the fact that they're running around trying to sell it as, you know, a brilliant idea that we must all get on board with, accepting that tens of thousands of us will die and hundreds of thousands of us will suffer respiratory and other, um, you know, health issues as a result, though we might be able to survive with them. And they're meanwhile creating a whole new industry, which it doesn't, it, it also sort of surprises me that given that it's reducing agricultural yields, why are the, why is big agriculture not um, complaining? 
You know what I, I mean? This, this, that's what Bain Wigginton always complains about. He says, you know, that these these corporations and stuff aren't complaining about this when they they know what's happening. No, I seen a thing. Right, I was looking I up. I seen a, um, a thing today. It says only NATO countries are chemtrailed. You know if that's true? Oh, I, I don't. I personally don't know. I think that's um, well. I know Russia doesn't do it. No, Putin. Yeah, Putin said the other day, last week or something. I seen a headline. He said that you know the West is chemtrailing us all to death. They are. Yeah. The, no, I know Russia's looking better and better every day. Well, and the other thing too that's in the um, the UN presentation is the confirmation that in fact this is both government and private industry doing this. And you had mentioned Evelyn the common law uh, approach to possibly putting an end to this. Um, which would if it, if there's private industry then. For example, when there has to be some contractual agreement involved, and with smart meters, for example, the contract to ins- with the company installing the meter is your contract, and that you can use these notices of liability for and stop the installation that way. I think it's all- it would also be possible with the 5G, for example, when uh, if you're uh, wireless provider was using the 5G network, you could use a notice of liability with those as well, saying that they did not disclose properly the health risk and and force them to remove it that way. Um, and then I'm thinking with, for example, the chemtrailing, at least a way to start would be for people who have a um, airline ticket to once they have that contract because once you buy the ticket you've entered into the contract and then you can use that as your basis for a notice of liability for not properly disclosing the retrofitting of these sprayers on commercial jets and the potential effects of the spraying while you're you know what I mean so Right. I, I think that right. might be a way to start with uh, putting, of slowing this down anyway and making them start to question their methods. Now here, right. here's a right. question. Well, I think uh, that people are getting, I think that people are getting sick, but they don't even know what it's ca- caused from. You oh know? yeah. So I this is feeding the medical industrial complex too. The doctors, if you go in there, they don't know what's causing this, so they treat it. Right. If you if you've got runny noses, if you've got they treat it as the flu or a cold or this. Right. It's not that. Right. So all the money we know which complex is going to make out this. Go ahead, Coral. Right. Uh, do we know which company, which private airlines are uh, have their planes retrofitted for this? Almost it was all my of understanding the big that ones. It was military American for a very long and, time. And um, I believe Delta as well. All. Um, all retrofitted their jets. Okay, and I said we've sat back. We we've sat back and we've allowed our military to commit genocide all over the globe for decades and decades. Well, now they are yes. doing it here in the United States. The genocide. They're up there spraying right. this shit on us. Um, side is home. The, this weather uh, warfare they're waging against us. This is against us. The propaganda. <laughs> campaign uh, is what sells it. 
um, that, okay, we have global warming, so here they are coming in as the hero to save us, right? Right. And so anybody who resists that... they have to create a problem in need of solutions. That's how they do it. Right, exactly. The whole dialectic. They create a boogeyman that needs a response. You're exactly right. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't we wouldn't uh, just openly agree to this and just assume (laughs) that our best and our brightest, like you say, um, so well, uh, are handling it. You know, we wouldn't, we would question it. So is the the common law um, approach to um, this liability, uh, does this have anything to do with uh, informed consent? Yes, that's exactly yes. what it is. From what I because we have not consented from the, exactly. it's not improper display. So with the smart meter, for example, the approach was, and this was successful in a number of for a number of people. Uh, what you the notice of liability is for improper disclosure of the risks associated with the smart meter, and they right. could not prove that it was safe. So they had to uh, either remove it or not install it. And the the people were very successful with that. And I think that's what that could be our approach to both, um, like with the 5G, we can do that, the vaccinations, we can do that. Um, Right, right. And the, I, I wonder if we could do it even with GMOs or fluoride. Imagine going to your town and saying, okay, <laughs> where is this properly You know, you're, you're hitting on all the topics and that I... <laughs> so that's what I say. Um, the people are so mind-controlled in the United States that they won't even stand up and demand to, them to get the fluoride out of our water. I know. Right. Um, does anybody has anybody read the terms of, of use of an iPhone? I'm assuming that uh, we have smartphones. The, right. The I, I got rid of my cell phone three years ago. Is that um, in 2013 I got my first iPhone, and I was resistant, resistant, resistant. Uh, and eventually, I decided I found in the software um, the uh, basically the manual, all the the information that you were supposed to read that you agree to when you use your iPhone. Now, interestingly enough, when the iPhone was rolled out, I believe it was in 2008, um, they uh, Apple issued for free two million of them to seed the market. Now, right. the people who uh, are using these were supposed to have read how they're used. And in those terms, uh, it states that the iPhone is not to be used within 10 centimeters of your head. Now, <laughs> I can hardly hear you, vaccination. They even put in the freaking product insert that it caused autism, but then the doctor right. would never show you the product insert. Right. And so the Senate uh, hearing uh, for Facebook brought out this very same thing uh, a couple of weeks ago when they were interviewing Mark Zuckerberg for this so-called hearing. It was kind of a circus, but um, they were saying, and the, the senators were saying, um, because this information that is so necessary uh 
for our informed consent is so deeply hidden in these terms of service, um, you may be in violation because it is not clear that people have informed consent if they can't find the information. Now, over the last couple of years, I have asked this question. You read your terms of service for your iPhone, and do you know that it is ill-advised by Apple to use your iPhone within 10 centimeters of your head, meaning as it is designed to be used? Um, Exactly. And and not one person I've ever asked ever has read it. Right, right. Uh, I didn't know that. So you've got all these lawsuits going on about people, you know, with brain tumors. And the reason I'm I'm yep. bringing this up, Trish, is I remember your um, your uh, interview on the Richie Allen show about 5G. Um, uh-huh. And how the 5G microwaves are orders of magnitude more powerful than the 4G that we're using right. in that, that we can't put within 10 centimeters of our head. When I say orders of magnitude, you know, 100 times more powerful uh, operating on the level of uh, cellular communication, the same frequency that cells use to communicate with each other. Well, if right. 4G is dangerous, and they're putting 5G smart meters that need a line of sight direct access to our appliances in our home are 100 times more powerful than your smartphone. Is it safe to let your children crawl around outside in front of the meters? Right. You know, in France, they banned wireless in, like, schools and other places, just plain wireless, not even these 5G towers, um, because of the radiation. So, and they're right, putting and them, put them up every I have a friend in feet. L.A. who says they're going up right, right next to um, uh, homes for the elderly, like retirement homes and things like that, nursing homes, schools. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in London, every 3, 000, or 300 feet. Well, that's what they're doing in L.A. They have to be in order to work the way they're intended, which is not for connectivity. Mm-hmm. It's for... Um, it, it can monitor you through your device. And you can be located at any time. They'll know exactly right. what you're doing on your device and who your contacts are. And then they, those um, towers can also be used if they don't want you to leave the area. They can repel you with it or kill you. I mean, that's right. Which, again, informed consent would be a little bit useful. In every block, that's how they set them up in China for the express purpose of controlling the population. They're using 5G. That's Mm -hmm. for that purpose. Once again, I think um, think more people are waking up finally. I mean, I don't know how they can't wake up. And they know, but because they have to. If we don't. Um, actually start asking these questions, and not by way of petition, by the way, just uh, my own two cents, is it's very easy for a politician to ignore a petition with 15,000 names on it or, or 150,000 names on it. They only have to ignore it once. 
whereas uh, Trish, right. the, the PDF solution of um, of is is it a petition, uh, an individual petition for informed consent? What was uh, how would you label what, so what the, your solution? I I still have a, I only have an initial understanding of how it works, but the way that it's been used with the smart meters, from what I understand, is that you try and get a group of people. And the examples he gave were, you know, 15, 20 people who then write notices of liability to the electric company as well as right. other officials to notify them that um, this is an issue, and that's how they've succeeded. They've gotten people to – they got 12 out of 13 people to resign from one of the boards that was overseeing the uh, – installation of these meters and um, some other public officials to resign as well, but they're individual letters that you send from your right. home address to these officials, and, and then the idea is that these, they would get a number of them so that they would understand that this isn't just a single person, that this could mushroom into something more significant. So the idea is right. Do it as a group. Would these letters be legally binding? Right. Meaning, if when you officially ask for um, uh, uh, a disclosure of liability, meaning, uh, tell us this is safe. Tell us why this is safe. Um, right. When you officially ask in a letter one at a time, then they have to respond to each one, which would eventually, with enough letters, mean that people would potentially have to change their policy. Exactly. And it seems to the be question, working with the smart meters anyway. Right. So, yeah, we, could meters. we We're get some, a, some people to write up form letters? I mean, you know, just write up the letters? You know, that's what I'm trying right, to work with a on. Form, that, that's what I would love to be able to do. So someone could just go onto Google Docs or wherever we house it. Maybe it could be on Steemit or something. Um, and then just you know, copy the letter and fill in the addressee and the details that right. are necessary. Easy but that the let they don't have to recreate the letter every time. Right. So, Easy um, enough that it would go viral that people would have um ubiquitous access to these forms. That's how right. people can resist something like the the five G. Next week right. we're having in our town a town hall meeting, like a town council meeting, where they're supposed to address this. And people oh, really? for the most part have no idea what they're walking into. Especially what if it's state are you the, in, um, if I may ask. Oh, uh, uh, I'm coming from uh, New Mexico, northern New Mexico. House. Okay. okay. And not like everybody people. has five. Not not everybody has the smart meters, and they're complaining about uh, changes in their bill, and and this came in, and and they don't know, and so this is a big issue in the town right now. Well, and, and I've heard that there, the smart meters were being sold as more efficient when, and then next thing people know, their bills are shooting up, like, you know, right. double. doubling and tripling. Because mm -hmm. of unanticipated costs associated with them. It's just like, it's right. unbelievable. It's, it's a scam. It's a monitoring device of you. It's not for your electricity. It's monitoring right. the people in the house. The so, other thing about... Um, um, how did uh, the you get it on the meters. agenda? 
this world. People aren't realizing that the 5G smart meters are part of a contract with the uh, municipality or the, the county that has been somehow or another uh, contracted with uh, state funding. So when they accept the grant money to uh, under the uh, rubric or the guise of sustainable development, that's the term that they're using, sustainable development, they accept the grant money and they agree to certain actions to be rolled out. Now, they're responsible for these actions, and they don't necessarily disclose uh, the consequences of these actions, which is why this particular form that we would uh, be developing would be very, very important. Um, because they can't resist it, but they we can slow it down by saying, well, if you're going to do this, we need you to present the the evidence from the the best and the brightest of scientists, what kind of documentation do you have that this is safe? Um, Because they're obliged to roll it out. Um, What is the the term? Oh, I'm I'm forgetting. There's a term for a particular uh, format of meeting where you are uh, informed of something they're going to do as opposed to opening it up for debate. Do you remember that term? Shoot. Oh, yeah. I I know what you're talking about. I don't. I don't. It's a little I'm late. Calling. They've already rolled it all out. Well, okay. yeah. They're, they're, they're obliged they do it? as soon as they spend the money. They're under contract. Um I, I want to throw something else out there. Well, uh, and I that's, that's why I, um, apparently, because it's done with the consent of the state or the municipality, that's why these notices would go to those individuals as well. Um, exactly, and you'd have a name, and that, yeah. and make that person uh, tra- to transform the people who are simply order takers into uh, people who are responsible. Right to inform the public of what they're doing, and then suddenly they're in a decision-making process. We create a certain liability for the order takers. Right. And they don't like it, apparently, from what's happened so far. (laughs) No doubt. They hightail it out of town real fast. Well, you know, by the time this comes... They resign. Yeah. Well, Well, they can't do anything about it. Right. Well, they resign, stuff. but it looks like the meters don't go, like, get removed or don't go in at all. But I, I don't, I don't really. That's. I was curious about that myself, and I definitely want to find out more about what, you know, why would they resign? Why not just, you know, correct the problem and not install the meters? But it may be from. Again, uh, I, my understanding is still very rudimentary, but apparently as part of their office, when they take the oath of office, by having allowed this to occur and agreeing to the contract, they were not, they were not protecting the interests of those to whom they are bound, and so it's considered treason. And maybe that's why they resigned? I, I'm not really sure. I still have to... to 
unravel that one. But that was really interesting to me that, like I said, Mm -hmm. 12 out of 13 in one area resigned once they got noticed. Right. Like, wow. I think the, the, the big issue here for a lot of people is uh, simply awareness. Evelyn yeah. uh, started saying that, oh, most people know, most people who are listening know about chemtrails, etc. Um, our risk is uh, if we are preaching to the choir, um, we're not actually getting the people out there in mass enough. We're still always on the fringe, whereas if people are... Uh, understanding who are not in the fringe, who are in the mainstream, who watch mainstream media, who uh, believe in the, the power of their politicians and their, their willingness to uh, represent their constituency. Uh, these people who are well-meaning in the mainstream are the ones who would have to actually be become aware of what's happening. And the disclosure is what would bring the awareness. Exactly. That's why I think we're we're at a. I think we've really reached sort of a new um, stage of this whole movement because, as Evelyn pointed out, I think we have a critical mass of people who do mm-hmm. understand the issues and the gravity of the situation, and that the whole. What I'm hoping is that by starting to send out these letters and put these individuals on notice. It will become conversation, just like we did with, you know, the child sex trafficking. We just kept talking about it and creating content so that the the MSM has been forced to address these things, like what's going on with Robert Mueller and that investigation. And so as we create this body of evidence showing that, you know, these notices are working, why they're working, and be able to connect the dots for, for those who are still watching mainstream media, I think that we'll see it again grow impossible for mainstream media to ignore completely. But and while they will never cover it properly, just it showing up there will be uh, affirmation of what we're doing. That we need to convince those who are still drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. the mainstream media. The mainstream media is so at fault here. For not warning, oh, warning us. I've been screaming about this for three years since I found out. You know, I mean, because I keep telling people, Dane Wadington says, we only have till 2025 and this earth will be uninhabitable. So It's game over. Yeah, wait, we don't even you really don't want your that. children and grandchildren to have a future? This is the last yeah. generation if we don't stop this. And we need to stop it now. I mean, we're going to get sick. Everybody is going to get sick. Well, Chris, you were talking today. Uh, they are already sick, right? Right. And mm-hmm. and the medical profession is not treating this because they don't know how to treat it. Well, they treat it way too late. What? We're, right. it's, it's a self-inflicted illness. It's just incredible. Right. Yeah, doctor came out this, this last weekend and said chemtrail lung. He's yes. calling it. Yeah is what's happened. People right. go to them and they think they have bronchitis or they think they have pneumonia or something. No, it isn't. Chemtrail lung. Right. So it's fine. The idea of relegating that to a conspiracy theory for five years, you know, would be would be an end game anyway. Right. There is a correlation 
potentially between the uh, chemtrail spraying because of its aluminum uh, content and the um, the 5G issue. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. We understand that you, we don't want to put aluminum foil in a microwave. Right. If we make the right. microwave 100 times stronger, we definitely don't want to put aluminum foil in it. Right? Right. Right. So I got rid of my yeah, microwave no, over years ago. Those, with that 5G, you can literally be flipping vaporized if you're right. full of enough aluminum. Or ignited or, you know... Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, brain tumors are simple, um, but they take a long time to develop, and it's hard to correlate the brain tumors. You know, can you, are we keeping a log of, of how often we keep that phone within 10 centimeters of our head? If we're not keeping a log, we have no proof to bring to the to the court when we file a suit. Right. Well, you know, they've hidden, the they've hidden the damage from the from the cell phones and all that for all these years too. You know, it was probably, oh, it was probably two and a half years ago. Um, this friends of mine, they were talking, and she, they were talking. Oh, a kid had gotten a kidnapped at a school or something, and they had little kids in kindergarten. And they were like, "Oh, we got to get a cell phone. That's for sure. We got to get so and so a cell phone." You know, and so I, I wrote and told them that you don't want to do that. And I went and I and I got um, videos and everything of the damage these cell phones were doing. You know, and this was two and a half years ago. And I posted them on on their link to show these young mothers don't mm-hmm. don't get these cell phones for your kindergartners. And the next day, I went on there, and those videos were gone. And I wrote to to the right. friend, and I said, "Did you?" I said, "Did you take down those videos that I put up?" She said, "Yes." They upset my friend so badly. And it was oh, oh, God. God. Oh my God! I'm showing you how you are going to what you're going to cause to your little kid, and you take them down. Right oh. now, um, Trish, the other the other thing that is very interesting about 5G that actually puts um, the consumer in a position of power is this. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the uh, the communication between the 5G smart meters works with everything that is labeled Energy Star. Everything that is labeled Energy Star. Uh, from what I understand, and I haven't been able to verify this without tearing apart all my appliances, um, but it's supposed to be regulated or uh, monitored, metered through 5G. That's the network. So the companies, like I have a copier of, uh, it's just a you know a copying machine. So they'll know and when it's you're an Energy Star rated copying machine. Or your- Whatever. Say again. They would, I'm sorry. They, you would. It would be known whenever you're using a particular appliance, like you could be tracked down. Right. Head. So here's the thing: if the 5G smart meter uh, communicates with every appliance that is Energy Star rated in your home, then every appliance that is Energy Star rated would also be susceptible to such a form of petition for disclosure ah, of liability. Yes. And so we would have the ability, because at this point now there is some sort of sustainable development initiative that dictates that every new appliance we buy be Energy Star rated. 
Right. So you're not allowed to buy older products like your air conditioning, and they're vastly expensive, um, or more expensive rather than than uh, the older ones for some reason. Now, here's an interesting, just a question, because I had written on Facebook that I, I was bringing the questions. Here's one question about sustainable development. We have 320 million Americans. The idea is to lower our carbon footprint, but the initiative insists that 320 million Americans replace every single one of our appliances and throw away into the landfill all the rest of them. Right. It doesn't sound like it's the most efficient way to combat global warming. <laughs> That's not reducing your footprint. <laughs> right, but it is increasing the market. Yeah, I'm not buying any new appliances. I'm not buying any of this that's got that in it. And I'm not using cell phones, microwaves, nothing. Yeah. Right. I'm not uh, buying I any computerized cars, nothing. Oh, I heard a story it. recently, actually two, about air conditioning, air conditioning units going out in Florida. And um, the air conditioning units that replaced them had to replace them as Energy Star rated air conditioning units, costing thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, and uh, these people were on fixed incomes. And so they said, no, no, no problem. Um, we will give you a loan against a house that oh is fully paid for. Right? Uh, yep. Guaranteed loan that is attached to your mortgage or to no. put on your mortgage it's like a, a lien on your home wow. to replace your air conditioner so that you can uh, be in compliance with the sustainable development initiative and you have no choice. Now, if you don't have an air conditioner in Florida, you could die. I know it. I know Especially it. if you're elderly, you get right, dehydrated. Exactly. And this is in a, a retirement community. Um, sure. Wow. One person had to spend $5,000 and the other $8,000 on their new retrofitted, or no, or not retrofitted, but their newfangled air conditioning right. units to comply with oh, this initiative. Yep. Wow. Getting everybody in debt. We find every so possible much. way to screw people. It's just yep. incredible. What a sure. horrible place to live. Yes, this country is living in hell. Living in the United it, States. It's living yeah, in hell. It's Run by Satanists, evil Satanist pedophiles. This is hell. Well, Evelyn, you're absolutely right. It can, it can make people crazy. It can absolutely it render does. people insane because everything they try to do is somehow or another being linked back to, um, A, the guilt of we, we consume too much in the way of fossil fuels. But I don't remember you or anybody else or myself voting to overthrow countries, to protect the petrodollar, to uh, right. make sure that these oil companies have their absolute uh, record-breaking profit margins. Um, that doesn't uh, yeah. seem to make sense to me, uh, that the, the official or government push 
for fossil fuels and the repression of the Department of Energy's funding for the research on alternative energies, alternative uh, energy sources. That is what is leading, if if there is any veracity to the claims of, of global warming. We can say there are people who say, no, it's just, you know, uh, a natural fluctuation for the, the ice age. And there are other scientists who say, no, it's carbon footprint. Um, but either way, it's not something that we're voting on, yet we're being guilted and told to accept the risk of to pay tens of thousands the of price people of dying. It. Yeah, when it's the... That's the, you know, that's a really good point, too, is that one of the things about I, I used, I had spent my career as a financial analyst, and the oil companies have not been properly recognizing the cost of doing business, and they're pushing off those costs onto us in ways that you're, you've described, Coral. And I wonder, too, if... You know, maybe these notices might be able to serve us in, the, in that respect as well. Uh, we've really got to get creative and, and organized about an action plan because I think we've done our job in terms of uh, educating the public for the most part, like to the point where now I think we're ready to take this next step and really uh, work at organizing these um campaigns for notices of liability that will get us something. It will get us feedback anyway that we can use to... Right. To well, yeah, and you, you, you're the one that came up with this fantastic plan, Trish, and I'm so proud of you. You know, you're, you're a real hero, man. You come up with solutions. I just come out here and scream and rant and rave and get the word <laughs> out, but, but you come up with well, solutions and... Well, thank well, that's, you, Evelyn. That's you're very kind, and, and but your role has would you doing what you do has made a, a solution even a possibility because otherwise, like none of us saw any way out of this. We're certainly not going to get it through the White House or Congress or FBI, <laughs> the Department no. of Justice. Like none of it is working. So. No. Um, and all our Congress, know. all our politicians in Washington are compromised, and they will do what oh, they're yeah. told. Yeah. There's nothing we do will get them to stop this. No. Right. Even, it's, even it's, at the it's, state level, those, the state houses are corrupted, too. Yes, they the are. local level. They've well, come down to, the, down to the state level. If they want the money, if they want the grant money, if they want the funding, they have to sign the contract. If they sign the contract, then they have to do the deed, whatever the deed is. If it's sustainable right. development, then they, they push it on the municipalities and the counties. Um, so the people, this is just my opinion, that the reason I appreciate this, this plan, um, this idea of using uh, common law petitions for disclosure of liability. Uh, it's simple. We can fill out a piece of paper, like people send in their warranty notice right. to register whatever whatever they buy. Um, it's a simple thing that they can have five of these or ten of these uh, copies of paper and just fill out the company name and the name potentially of the CEO and send it into the company um, of anything that they buy that is, is Energy Star rated or their smart meter. 
right. and it's a very simple or the 5G thing. Towers. And I people think, need I think it to be simple. There, I think we can find a way for every one of those to, to direct a letter like that. Right. People feel powerless. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. People exactly. feel completely powerless to stop or even influence, whether it be the the the, the great yeah. oil companies or any anything in Washington. Petitions. How many petitions go completely ignored? Oh yeah. I don't know. It's a, I sign at least one or two a week. I know that <laughs> for something or other. But, right, I never hear I mean, any good results from any of them I sign. I've never heard in my life, and maybe it's perhaps I'm not as politically active as you guys, but um, I have never heard in my life a speech by a politician, congressman, senator, mayor, um, anybody, but especially on the on the national level, where they say, "Well, I read this petition and it had you know fifty thousand signatures, and it really made me think." Right. <laughs> we haven't made any of them. Think. Well, we made them think, but they don't. Well, thank you so much, Chloe and Patricia, for coming on. In, in explaining this whole mess to people because I I, I can't do it. It's so complex. But <laughs> thank well, you thank for you so much for having us on, Evelyn. Okay. Appreciate well, we'll it. keep up the fight, people, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you.